Okay, so I wanted to do, um, as part of the show is called uh, The Various Usages of Aniyashem. So the Torah, many places, okay, ends Pesachim, usually the end of the Pesach, Aniyashem, Aniyashem Lakechem. And I didn't do a thorough survey. Okay, this could be a, like a more extensive share, but this is kind of like, you know, just, you know, I guess playing around a little bit, just do a few of them. Is there's a lot of places that ends Aniyashem, and usually or very often Rashi, comments and his comments are not always the same they, they follow a pattern but they're like a few different types so i thought maybe you in this partial there happened to be three of them at least that i know of three rashis three different and it's an mr that is this is coming next partial so uh, most of them uh, from i did a search it seems like the overwhelming majority of the ones in the torah are in Baika. okay just in general, right, throughout Vayikra. So, but the question is, like, what, is, what are these different ideas? What's the meaning? Is there a rhyme or reason to the different things that she says? The most standard thing, what is, what is, as far as you know, what's the standard? Niyashem, what is Rashi? Neman Lipara. Neman Shalom Sachar, Neman Lipara. Right, so those two are, like, almost go together. Sometimes these one, sometimes the other. Maybe they're the same, maybe they're different, but I'm, I'm Hashem trusted to give rewards. I'm Hashem give trusted to punish, right? That's like a standard. So, for example, you have that here. And um, I guess you could start with 22. That's Chaf Be'ez Lam again. Right? Let's start Lam Lam. Shmartem, Chaf Be'ez Lam. Shmartem, Mitzvah, Sama, Sama, Niyashem. Guard the Mitzvah and do that. Below Sechalu, Hashem, Kachi. V'nikdashi, V'sob, Nisam. Niyashem, Kadishlam. Right? And don't do Chal Hashem. On the contrary, do Kedish Hashem. I am Hashem, who's Mikhailishu, Hamoti Yasnamir Sang Yasnamilukim, and together trying to be your God, Ani Hashem. So Ani Hashem, Rashi says, Hamoti Yasnam, I'm an Askain, for the purpose, for that purpose, so that you're going to keep the mitzvahs and be Kiddush Hashem, right? Ani Hashem, Neman Hashem Sacha. I'm trusted to give reward, right? So that's a classical, I don't know, to me that's like maybe the most common thing he says. Okay, so Ani Hashem, and again in 2322, you know, I always say the English numbers because uh, I just feel like I should say it, but whatever. I just like, I write it on my phone. I keep track of the things on my phone, and it's just much easier to type in English. So, uh, you know, so just, just uh, you know, for the record. Not from though. I know the Hebrew numbers. I know it's not that from, but that's, you know. It's just on my phone. I, I have my notes. I'm keeping chart of sick amount. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not from anyway. It's okay, fine. It's okay. So it says, yeah. When you're cutting the, um, you know, your harvest. Right? You shouldn't, uh, you know, put like um, Basically, leave stuff over. Leave them over for the poor people. I'm Hashem, your God. Rashi. Neman l'shalim sacher, right? I'm trusted to give reward. Okay, so that's that's again that's common. I am Hashem, trusted to give reward. I am Hashem. You know, let me show you in, in kedoshim. I think there's also a few like that, or at least one. Let me just see here. Kedoshim. It says, um, hold on. Um, no, no. Okay, must maybe. Hold on one more second. Oh yeah, there's this one. Oh, the Arayas one. That, that's a longer one. So let's let's hold off on that. So let's, um, oh yeah, here we go. So, so now I'm going to show the 
Nemlish Shem Sar again in 26 26.2. Another one that he's awarded to give reward. It's an also reward. He says punished sometimes, but by the Rayas, I think he says punished. So 26.2 is also a Shabsai Tishmor Mik the Shitiro, and Yasham, right? Yasham, Nemlish Shem Sacha, right? Okay. Fine. And okay, so now, so now let's look at the one that, that um, over here. Oh, yeah, no, here's, here's the other one. 18 2. This is the other one. 18 2. 18 2. So this is at the beginning of the Parsha of the Rias, right? Right? It's tell them. I am Hashem your God. It's funny. It's like an intro. Usually it's at the end. That's what you say to them. Don't do like the Mitzrayim, don't do like the Kananim, all the Arayos, that whole thing, right? So Rashi says, I'm the one who said it, Harsina, I am Hashem, your God. And you accepted my Machos at Harsina, right? Basically, it's reminiscent of that. Say, now accept my Gzeros. So Anishamakecham is like is a reminiscent of Anokhishamakecha. Then I told you I'm gonna be a god, now accept my mitzvahs. Which is kind of funny because they've been mitzvahs all along. But whatever, right? Then it says Rebbe Omar. Because what? They've been mitzvahs all along. It's not like the first mitzvah since Arsina. Rebbe Omar, Golabiadulafanashis, So known before Hashem that they're eventually gonna slip up in Arayas in um, in the days of Ezra. It's not quite Arayas, they married Gaim. You know, there's a lot of intermarriage, but whatever. The fikach balei megzera. So now he's coming with the megzera. Ani Hashem alakechem. Do you should know migos are lechem. Who's making these decrees upon you? Dayanli parav and neman l'shalim sachar. A judge who punishes and he's trusted to get reward. Okay. <clears throat> so this is also a theme: reward, punishment. Hashem's going to punish. Hashem's going to give rewards. Right. Okay. Fine. So that, that's one class, one type of things. And I think there's other ones. I just don't want you know, let me just go back one more time. I know what Rashi say. It says a lot of places, but I don't know if Rashi is, I'm just trying to specifically do in Rashi's. But um, yeah. Okay, fine. So that's Anemar, yeah. Okay, so now let's look at the one which I wanted to take up. This is a little bit different. So this is in Vinosa. So this is in 2230. Cold? It, well, it's just really my neck. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, but okay. I'm just going to cover it. Okay, so um, if it still doesn't work, let it close. Okay, so this is talking about, let's take a look at the Parsha. So it says, um, I guess you can start from Chavta. So it says, right? So when you slaughter a Zevach, a carbon Toda, so there's a carbon that you bring, it's a type of a Shlaman, which you bring as a Thanksgiving offering, you saved or something like that. Right? So, um, you should bring it for your will. Your appeasement, whatever. That's a cryptic statement. I don't like that. On that day, you should eat it. Don't leave it over until the morning. Okay? So, so that is a din. So, normally, a shlaman, a typical shlaman, which a person brings, 
Some is the carbon which you, you eat from. Okay, that's the violin eat from most of it. And it's eaten two days and one night. So you offer it during the day. You could eat it that day, you could eat it that night, you could eat it the next day. Okay. That's like the longest time of carbon's eaten. The next day is late. Yeah. But then it becomes nosser after that point. But by 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 um, the toda, it's a type of a shlaman, but it's specifically when it's brought for like salvation to give thanks to God. And that is like souped up shlaman. First of all, it has a limited, more limited time of usage, only day and night, and it becomes no star in the morning. And also you bring with it all these loaves of bread, 40 loaves and four, 10 or four different types. And one goes to the coin, one of each goes to the coin, whatever. Okay, so basically, but that's the point. Saying this pasuk is saying, you should eat it on that day. Don't leave over till the morning on Yashem. So what does Rashi say on Yashem? says, okay. Um, da mi gazer al hadava. Know who decreed about this matter. And it should not be light in your eyes. Okay? It should not be light in your eyes. Don't take it lightly. Okay? So he didn't say his, uh, one of his standard refrains about, you know, reward, punishment. Know who decreed this upon you, and it shouldn't be light in your eyes. All right? And again, a few seconds later, it's what it talks about Kiddushim Kolashim Mamish. Three seconds later, it says, Don't, you know, the Mikalash Hashem, the Mikal Hashem, and the Hashem, Namal Hashem Sachar. Right? So I guess that's my question is like, what is, at least in this, again, this is a bigger question in theory. You could do this for every single Ani Hashem and the whole Torah and Rashi's and whatever. But let's just limit our, our attention to like these two, let's say. Okay. Or the other one in the Parsha also was the other one in the Parsha by, uh, oh, by, by, Maka uh, Shechampaya. Is that in this Parsha? I can't remember. Yeah, is that in Amar? Yeah. This one's just, yeah, that one. That was in, uh, no, I'm in Amar now. But the other one was, oh, yeah, yeah, that was also an Amar. Yeah, it was in the, uh, the Manas, right, Manas name is after the, uh, the Shneelach. So again, so there by the Shneelach, after it says, give Manas and Yem and Yasham, he's going to reward you. After it says, Kiddushim Chalashem and Yasham, Hashem's going to reward you. <laughs> but here, by Nosar, by leaving over the meat until the morning, it says, Yasham, know who decrees this upon you and don't take it lightly. Right? So, I guess um, I guess what's the, what does that mean? First of all, to you, it's hard to understand what does it mean. Know who decrees it upon you. I mean, of course, Hashem. Right? Well, who else? And you break down Hashem. Hashem's the one who declares all the mitzvahs. And don't take it lightly. I mean, why would I take it lightly? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's like, right? Yeah. And I guess I guess you could ask a general question is like why does it normally say maybe we should start with the normal thing. Yeah, why do we say in Yashan Nehman Lashan Sakhar? What's the what is that? What's the sense of that? Because I might feel like that one's a little bit easier to understand. But what you know, what do you think about that one? We start with that one. Right. Right. Shem's always right. Shem's always trusted to give a star. So why do you say it sometimes? Right. Okay, that's a good question. 
And it's true. I mean, Bechlal, it's hard to understand. Why does it ever say any Hashem? Okay, we know. Hashem gave us the whole Torah. And we have to keep repeating on Yashem the flame shot. I mean, that's, I guess, Rashi's trying to patch up all these times. Why does he keep doing it? Every time he does it, there's some sort of a refrain here in Yashem to teach you, to remind you, or something, right? And again, yeah, right. There's no change. Hashem doesn't change, but still, somehow, seems to be like a need. So, I mean, what do you say, flame shot? I mean, I tell you, okay, do this thing. If you do it, I'm going to reward you. Yeah, it's, it's a flame shot. It's like if you tell somebody, do this thing, I'll give you a hundred bucks, I don't know, whatever, I'll give you a reward. It's generally by something where a person is going to have resistance to, something which is hard. Let's say manasanium. You're asking people to give up their money, to give up their produce, leave it over, leave it in their fields, the corner of their field for the neon to take or whatever. These are hard things to do, right? And given that it's hard, a person's naturally going to have resistance, right? And it's easier to just not do it or to ignore it or to whatever. So by mitzvahs, which are special challenges, perhaps it reminds you, on Hashem, this is not just a rule. It's a rule by Hashem, the creator of the world, who is trustworthy. He gives, he punishes, he rewards. Sometimes it's a threat. Sometimes he says, oh, Hashem is going to punish you. Like by Arayos. That's why I saw someone say this. By Arayos, it's punishments. Right? They're like violations. This is more like by mitzvah, like giving a giving manasaniyam. Or on a Kiddush Hashem, on a Hashem, I'm not sure. But I mean, whatever. The point is, Schar and Onesh are both like, um, you know, like the Torah oftentimes gives, you know, rewards as blessings and curses. And Schar and Onesh, and that's part of a motivating factor for a Lolishma. Maybe it's at the highest level of a person doing things, but that's the reality of people, a lot of people are on. And we need motivation. So it says, look, you're giving up your, your food to a Neum, you might feel, how can I get my food? Don't worry, any Hashem, Nehmel Hashem Yitzhakar, you can get a reward. You have to recognize that Hashem, the one who's commanding you, is Hashem, who gives you a reward. So in the short term, you're going to have to lose, but ultimately you're going to be more perfected, you're going to follow this Hashem, Hashem's going to reward you. I got you back, Hashem saying. Any Hashem, this is not just a rule from some human being who's trying to control your life and, you know, just basically making you give, like, give taxes to whatever, but are you going to get the money back? I don't know, who knows? Hashem saying, yeah, you will. Hashem, I give reward. And it reminds you of that after a hard command. So that seems like a reasonable thing to do. Right? Now again, I'm not sure. You could look at all of them and see if that works out in every single case where it says reward or punish, but it seems like a reasonable theory. And the few I looked at, it seems, seems reasonable. Okay. So now, in our case, so by Nosar, Right? Right. So on the surface, it doesn't really apply. Because it's saying is, you know, when you bring a carbon toda, make sure you eat it. I know you normally eat the carbon shlamans one, two days and one night. But now make sure you finish it before the morning. Right? Last yeah. time? Last time, right. Your last time. Get to finish it that night. Can't leave it over till the morning on Yasham. So what do you say, Hashem, I'm going to reward you? It's really hard. Hashem, I'm going to reward you. It's not that hard. It doesn't seem that hard. I mean, sorry, we have to think of this a little bit. But I mean, okay. So look, I could eat it over uh, the course of two days. Or one day. One day and one night, you know. I could have leftovers. <laughs> you know, I could not have leftovers. You know, maybe I'd prefer to have the leftovers. I don't know. But yeah, whatever. It doesn't seem like 
Not a huge doesn't seem like yeah like it's really hard thing you have to i mean i intend giving your money to an em to poor people that's not a big deal not like an ego yeah issue. right or i don't know whatever giving your life what make sure it's a day that you're gonna be hungry like, yeah. bring it on a right make sure it's that make sure you have enough people to eat it whatever right it just doesn't seem like one of those things that Hashem has to dangle a reward or a punishment at you right so yeah, yeah cool. does the nose apply to the bread also? I don't think so. I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. So um, but again, you could share this stuff with everybody though. Right. So, so this one is, um, so now, so, you know, so we're on the Nosa one. So this is in 2230. So Rashi says, again, it says, Don't leave it until the morning. Right? So we're saying, we're, we're saying why it makes sense that he doesn't say, He's, he's trusted to give reward or to punish. Because it doesn't seem like that's that type of mitzvah. Right? Doesn't, 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 doesn't say it. Rashi doesn't say it. And based on our theory of why he does say it at other times, it doesn't seem reasonable to say it here. Right? It's not, it's not such a hard mitzvah that he has to you know, throw a reward or punishment at you. So now our question is, so what does he say? So let's read it again. Da mi gozer al No, who decrees this matter? And it shouldn't be light in your eyes. Okay? So the Rashi says again. I'll tell you like better. Zayin Yebez. He says him halda al anes shenasel. Thanksgiving on anes. You go on your day hayam. Go to the sea. Go to the bars. Go to the desert. Go to the bush. You face a storm, or you're in jail. The cholish shenasrape b'ham, or you're healed. Shechan lodos, right? At the vadash and the shekasa b'ham, like the pasuk can tell him, Yodu l'Hashem, fast them and flows them neadam. You can express your thanks to Hashem. Chasan Hashem. And it flows to people, and you visitoda. So if, if that's why you're making the shlamim, then it's a shlame toda and it needs bread, and they're only eating one day a night, and so on. Right? So it's a similar to something similar to something that you'd bench goma for. Yeah, right, exactly. Similar Same idea. You bench the goma for, right? So, so I'll tell you a story. Okay. <laughs> Once upon a time, okay, I went to a dinner. Okay, so I went to a dinner, and the, you know, so the dinner is specifically like they wanted the people who spoke at the dinner to keep it, keep the speeches short, okay? And um, one of the people who got up there, the person who, I guess, I don't know, you could argue was like the main honoring, right? And he's the person who was very supportive of this institution, he was given like a big honor or whatever, you know? So he basically got up and he just spoke like a long time. I don't know, let's say 10 minutes. And towards the end of the speech, he said, I'm a little bit over my allotted five minutes, but you know, five minutes, you know, he was like a 10, maybe it's even more, you know? And like, I don't know, I, I personally was feeling like, oh, this is going so long, you know? <laughs> but, but like, it wasn't that long and it wasn't that bad. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about this guy, but again, I don't know if anyone knows who's talking about or anything like that, but again, I don't mean to like spend this individual in any way. I just wanna make a point, okay? I don't know any, I don't really don't know the guy and I don't know what's, you know, but there's a type of 
you know, thing which he embodies, which that thing embodies. And for all I know, he's not, you know, he's not at all guilty of anything. Yeah, yeah. it's a type of a thing, yeah. which I'm going to explain. And, you know, but again, I, I don't know. Sure. Okay, I don't think, yeah. So, so basically, but not only that, I'll tell you what he was talking about. He wasn't talking about himself. He was talking about how great this institution is. Talking about it, you know, it just felt like he was like, it was on a campaign, like an advertising campaign Wednesday. about this thing. But he yeah, he kept, and he kept talking and talking and talking about it. And it was like, you know, very kind of words about the thing. And again, I don't know how everyone in felt, but I don't know, for me, it was a little bit, you know? <laughs> what I was thinking is like, presumably the, the head of the institution told him, keep the speech up to five minutes. And like, he knew, I mean, he had a whole long speech of pages. I mean, he must have known, he must have rehearsed it. And it must have known it was going to take 10 minutes or whatever, but he was doing it anyways, right? So I was thinking is that like, what's the, so what's like the psychology? Like what's the, what's the deal, right? So to some extent, I feel like, look, he's the auditor. He arguably, I don't know this to be the fact, but I'm assuming he gives, he gives money to the institution, support of the institution. He's invited his friends to come to the dinner. He's being honored. And as such, he feels like he he's like the one who's, you know, giving to this institution and he's supporting this institution. And I understand that the head of the institution told him to speak that, you know, short. But after all, I mean, come on, I'm the man of the hour. I'm the guy who's giving of myself and of, you know, my money and my whatever to this institution. And at the very least, I go to talk about it and I want to spend time on it and I want to do it the way I want to do it. And does it really matter what an extra five minutes? Who really cares? Whatever has to go home to watch TV or whatever. What's the big deal? Let me just, you know, stretch it out, say all the things I have to say, and so on. Right? So, something like that. Now, mm. but on the other hand, you could say, this is, I don't know, some people might be saying, but there's no five minutes. Who are you to start, you know, like the head of the organization, the guy who's running the dinner, decide how long people should speak. You know, even he would have called himself. Yeah, I don't think so. Right, but like, whatever. You know, it's probably who's thinking something like that. Big deal. I'm helping the institution. Ultimately, I'm helping the institution. I'm talking so positively about them. I instead of I'm talking about myself and just pontificating about who knows what, but I'm like, I'm talking about the institution. I'm giving like all kinds of, you know, praise to the thing. I'm sure everyone loves it. This institution must love it, and whatever. Right. So maybe it's a similar vein. It's like you have this guy. He's giving a carbon tota to Hashem Baruch He's coming to the base of Mekdash. He was saved by Hashem. He's coming to express his uh, appreciation for Hashem Baruch He's eating the, the carbon with Hashem, and he wants to engage in it. He wants to indulge in it. He wants to engage. In it. He wants to eat it. He wants to eat the Hashem It's a special day for him, and he wants to uh, have the meat and. Look, two days isn't a big deal. All slums, I'm just saying, all slums are two days. That's the standard now. So it's not like it's getting disgusting. It gets disgusting later, but whatever. This is the way slums typically go. And who really cares? And I understand. I know the rule is you have a day and a night. And the Kohanim are saying, no, no. It, it, it. But okay, whatever. Does it, really make, does it really make a difference? It just feels like, who really cares? I just want to enjoy the thing a little bit more. I'm giving the carbon tashem anyways and giving to the mikdash it's a type of a thing that he might just feel it just doesn't doesn't matter that much and like it says know who makes the gazera i don't know maybe it's just the rules 
Like again, the rule is you have to do a five minute speech. Okay, the rules are rules. Whatever. Rules you break the rules, who cares? Whatever. Maybe it's the Kohanim's rule. They want to just keep things moving. So the, the Torah is saying, Aniyashan. And the way Rock is interpreting it says you should know. First of all, it's Hashem making the decree. It's not the Kohanim's rule. It's Hashem's rule. This is part of the system of the Torah that maybe as uh, maybe the Bible was saying for Leslie or someone else that uh, it's more Hasha. There's a class, degradations within the Torahs, and the, the shorter amount of time is more Hashi. The Kachim is only eaten for one day and one night. Right, so it's it is more chashim, and for whatever reason, whatever tamadamar, that's the system. That's the the, the halacha. That it's um, you know that it has to be eaten in one day and one night. And as much as you just feel like you might be in a situation where you just feel like, what's the big deal? I gave it. I want to be involved in more. I'm eating the carbon lashem. I'm eating it before Hashem. I'm giving this carbon lashem anyways. I'm expressing that I'm giving the What's the big deal if I stand a little bit more? Like another another thing is like. Um, does it really matter? Like I think my father quoted me once. Someone told him that um, some they were, they were trying to, I forgot this story exactly, but something like they were rushing to get Shkia, whatever, some Zman, and the guy says, you think God is standing there with a stick and going to hit you if you, uh, you know, if you're watching his watch to make sure you get it before the Zman? Something like that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it just feels like, I think there's like a certain sense, like I'm praying to God. I'm talking to God. I'm pouring out my heart to Him. Doesn't matter what time it is. Like, what's the big deal, right? What's the big deal? It doesn't matter. Is that what God really cares about? Uh, he's trifling over the minutes. It's an extra day. It's tomorrow. Well, yeah, I understand that it's getting gross. If the meat's getting disgusting, it's a design of kachim. It's not a design. It's just a time limit. So zmanim, like zmanim, again, there are people who aren't so careful about zmanim, and they don't like zmanim, and they're unhappy about the whole idea of zmanim, or whatever. I'll pray when I want to pray. I'm praying to God, I'm talking to God, you know. But no, Hashem is goes there. Don't take it late. These are the halachas. Part of the religious service of God involves time, involves discipline, involves following the rules, involves serving God in the way which he dictated it. And you might, there's certain modes, certain times. Again, that's why I think a person's talking to God. He feels like he's offering up his words to God. He's turning to God. He's serving God. He's whatever. So first of all, you're not giving God. Maybe like in this case of the... Um, of the dinner, but you give a gift to the king, you might say you're giving the, the school such a great, you know, thing. So after all, I'm giving them this thing that I should be able to talk for longer than you're not giving God anything. Not ultimately giving God, you're recognizing God. Right? And it's for you to recognize him. And if you're rec- it's a contradiction, you're recognizing him, but then you're doing it longer than he set up the the rule. You know? It's like against the whole idea of recognizing. So you might have a feeling and emotion of giving to Hashem. Saying, no, no, I am Hashem, and Hashem, Hashem is the creator of the world. He doesn't need anything. He doesn't need your gift. The whole gift is uh, your recognition of him. And part of the way you recognize him is you go to his makom, you follow the halachic system, and you follow the, the rules of the system. Don't take it lightly. It's a type of a thing that, again, I'm saying it's like it might be taken lightly, first of all, because it's ordinary the way he does it, and he's giving the thing anyways. And who really cares about the time? And like, and so, and another way to think about this is maybe like a little deeper way is that I feel like a, a large, like a part of a person's motivation for religiosity, if you will, right, for being strictly adhering to rules, 
is like a person's superego, conscience, guilt, right? And certain uh, certain mitzvahs, arveros, trigger guilt, and you're not going to do it because you feel guilty. Your superego kind of, you know, tells you to, uh, you know, that's wrong, which is wrong to steal. It's wrong to whatever, right? But like in the words of that person who said, that's my problem, do you think God's standing there with the stick? It's like the idea of zman, missing a zman doesn't make him feel guilty. It feels almost a little like his image of God is like as some superego figure who's going and following rules and where he's enforcing a rule that you don't uh, daven uh, by a certain time. Who cares? It's like you, you don't feel guilty about missing a time. It's just not that type of a thing. It's your emotions. It feels like you're not really. Time limit is just like one of these, like a rule which is meant to be broken or a rule which is like, who really cares? For you know, it doesn't, you don't feel guilty about a time. You feel guilty about killing, about stealing, about certain qualitative things. But just letting the time clock elapse a little bit, that's what he's saying. You think God cares? I'm davening. What are you? I'm supposed to feel guilty that I'm davening four minutes late? Who, what was that? It just doesn't arouse that sense of guilt. And after all, I'm giving a carbon lashem. I'm not going to feel guilty. On the contrary, I'm the one who's graciously giving the carbon lashem. Now what? Because what do I feel guilty about? Because I ate it a little bit. I ate the carbon lashem on the mikdash an extra day. So, so the, the thing is, that's what I think. Ani Hashem is that you're not going to necessarily your guilt isn't going to feel bad about things, and therefore you have a tendency to take it lightly. And therefore, it's saying, no, Ani Hashem, do me, goes there, it's a decree from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And you're, you're following the mitzvahs isn't based upon how much guilt it arouses. It's based upon the fact that it's a Hashem. And certain mitzvahs arouse more guilt, less guilt. I think that's what Rebbe said, I shot about why. It says, the Lashon Hara hurts three people. The, obviously, the person you're talking about, the person speaking, and then the most is the, recipient, the listener. So I, I think, among other things, why the listener the most? Because you don't feel guilty about, you might feel guilty about speaking Lashon Hara, but you don't feel about listening to it, you don't do anything. But like that's part of the, like the guilt is what kind of keeps you from attaching yourself to hate, but an emotional level. So, but this is like, in a certain sense, it's, it's it, guilt-free. And that's, you know. But again, guilt isn't the ultimate motivation. It, it's a it's a motivation. It's a factor in people keeping Torah mitzvahs. But it's not the ultimate motivation. But the person has to be aware when it's a mitzvah which may not trigger the guilt or where a person already feels like he's being such a tzaddik because he's doing this mitzvah and he was saved by Gosh Baruch and all that. So it's it's prone. A person's prone towards taking it lightly, towards just not, you know. So then the Torah has to give you like an extra one. Don't take it lightly. Remember, this is a Tzivoy Hashem. It may not feel like a big deal, but it is. Yeah. I guess what's interesting is like, that's what uh, the claim here is. It's like different mitzvahs are different. And Ani Hashem could be doing different types of things. You know, there's always ultimately it's Hashem, it's Hashem. But certain mitzvahs might trigger different types of resistance, different types of reasons why a person wouldn't do it. And Ani Hashem might be bringing to mind various ideas, you know, in different circumstances, which, you know, and that's what I'm saying. Rashi, the claim at least is, is that Rashi is not just taking what Ani Hashem, he's looking at the context, looking at the mitzvah, looking at, obviously we're saying Ani Hashem, it means that the person needs some reminder, something about the fact that Ani Hashem, and he's figuring out in each mitzvah, what is it that is kind of missing? What would be a person's contention, his resistance, his whatever? So like, again, yeah, in those other mitzvahs, it's really hard. He's going to say, oh, you can do it order. 
In this mitzvah, it just really feels like who cares? Or it's like feels like whatever. Take lightly. Don't take it lightly. I'm the one who's decreeing it. Don't you know? So like in different mitzvahs, they're different. So now this is by the Arayos. It says, um, oh, so this is it's a little bit different. But right, right. So it's, it's an intro. That's what's a little bit different. It's before he introduces the whole parish of Arayos. It just says Ani Hashem Before he says anything, then after it's Ani Hashem Lakechem, the Ma'aseh Eretz Mitzrayim Hashem Lasas who don't do like the Mitzrayim, don't do like Kanan, they don't bring you into it, don't follow their Chukim, and you know do the Mitzvah, whatever, and so on. And then they introduce the Rayas. So Rashi says, Chup Shachim. So why don't we take them one at a time? Ani Hu Shemarti B'Sinai Nochi Hashem Lakechem. I'm the one who said it. I'm Sinai. I am Hashem your God. V'Kibalti Alecha Machusai. Nechusi accepted upon my my machos me ata kibluk zeros. I now accept my zeros. Right. So the question I mentioned quickly before is, I mean that was early. That was in Parshas Yisrael. Maybe it's early Shvatim before. Maybe I think about Rashi, but whatever. And you had a lot of mitzvahs from uh, you had the Sefer Devros. You had um, all of the I guess you have the Ekra, all the mitzvahs, the Kavanos, but the Boros. I mean, that was at Harsinai, whatever. At Harsinai, the first of the Ten Commandments. So now he's saying, I'm the one who said, now accept my Gazeros. I mean, he's giving, giving them the mitzvahs, uh, not all, all along, but there was mitzvahs. There have been various mitzvahs until this point. Not like this is the first mitzvah. So now it's saying is, now accept my Gazeros. I'm the one who said, now accept my commandments. Okay, there's been other commandments. What does he mean? Should have said that after the, you know, at the beginning, early on. Thank God. That's what I was thinking. Is that right? There's a, I am Hashem, your God. He's like Hashem is a God. He's God. Okay. Now, the harder the mitzvah is, the more you have to remember that. So like other mitzvahs you have, okay, mitzvahs are nice, whatever. But Arayos is a big deal. He's basically now restricting your sexual life in a way which, again, in Mitzrayim, they were involved in all kinds of in Canaan where you're going, there you go. So you're saying he's telling them, you guys are gonna have to have a whole different life. You're gonna have to have a life of Kedusha, a life where your sexual instinct is under strict control. You can't be involved in all those types of perversities or whatever that they were involved in in Mitzrayim and they're gonna be in Canaan. And that's like um another Rashi, it says I found it, but I can't remember where I found it. But Bochal Mishpachosov, it says um that the people went to their families and it says they were crying by their because that's when they went they were crying by their families but it says it means they were crying about Arayas that they had a, oh that was by Chukas Chukas by the uh, they saw Taiva Kiros Taiva they had this Taiva and they were crying to their families and Rashi says uh, crying about their families means that they couldn't be involved in Arayas exactly right so it means uh, that there's like yeah right they were crying about the restriction of Arayas so the point is, is like, is like Taiva's, like, uh, take a person, like again, take a person, imagine a person who's involved in, um, you know, free, free sexuality, and the nation, I mean, they were involved as a Mitzrayim, they weren't at a high level in Mitzrayim, and uh, it's free sexuality, and basically now he's imposing on them a whole system of Arayas, right, a whole system of Arayas, which is basically you have to curtail your sexual life and relegate it to marriage, basically, right? So and even then, not anyway. Yeah, even that nida thing. Yeah. You have to decide who you marry, and then even then you're after the nida, and then right. I mean, it's a big deal. So 
So right away, now he's, so to speak, so, so to speak, flexing his God muscle. He's saying, listen, I told you before, I'm your God. But then I told you a different mitzvahs. And the mitzvahs are all reasonable, and they're interesting, and they're whatever, and you're building a mishkan, and you're bringing karbanos, and all that. Okay, it's very nice. But now, okay, get ready. Right? Now's where times to remember. I'm Hashem, your God. I told you, I'm Hashem. This is where you really got to accept Kodesh uh, Baruch because now it's going to start getting different, right? And the Raya and it's like a mark of, uh, you know, the mark of, like, so that's why it's like, as this inch, it's like a little intro to, you know, to listen up, I am Hashem, your God, reminding them of our Sinai, reminding them of the fact that this isn't just coming from just a set of rules from Moshe Rabbeinu that he's recommending, but no. Come to God, come and try him. This is for the purpose, is to live this type of life. Now, these are the decrees, and you can't, there's no questions, there's no saying, I don't want to do it, and negotiating is right. Yeah. And then the second shot, Rabbi Rabbi's saying is, it's known before Hashem that they're eventually going to stumble on us. Therefore, he's saying, You should know Hashem is making these decrees. You're going to fail. But if you fail, you're going to be punished. And if you keep these, you're going to be rewarded. So that, I think, again, I don't know the Ezra part exactly, but I think it's like it's in line with what we were saying before, is that given that this is especially difficult and there's going to be a resistance, he's saying is there's going to be punishments. You got to know, these are, there's punishments attached to this. These are really hard. And it might be painful to control yourself, but it can be painful if you don't control yourself. And it's going to be rewarding if you do control yourself. Right? That's what I'm always saying is like, it's known, I don't see why it's relevant that known that they're going to stumble in the time of Ezra, that they're all going to marry non-Jewish wives. And then they're going to tell them they have to throw, get rid of their wives and they're going to have to, you know, okay, that's interesting and that's the story over there. But even if that weren't the case, just say, listen, Arias is hard. And you should know that there's going to be a reward and punishment. But like, I don't know why it's saying it has to say that Hashem knows that they're going to stumble, and therefore He's telling them that, you know? Telling them that I'm Hashem who's making this decree upon you, and I'm going to punish you if you violate it, and I'm going to reward you if you keep it. You know? As if, like, and let's say they weren't going to stumble the days of Hashem. Unless it's just saying, look, this is a mitzvah, it's not Isa, it's not Pasha. It's a challenge. It's not just Hashem says these laws and they just keep them and that's it. No, this is going to be a constant struggle. There's going to be a time of Ezra where they're going to totally fail. This is a type of a thing where you have to, you know, make a key emphasis that, and it could be it's setting that setting down that idea. Like this is a hard area, difficult, and he's warning them about it now because it's, you know, this is going to be difficult. Actually, I forgot about this. There's another Rashi. Hold on. I forgot about this. There's one who openly says that. I think I took a picture of this. Yeah, by Shmos. It was like this. I am trusted to give rewards. I am Hashem who is trusted to give to punish. Whenever it says it by an Onesh, it says, so it says 
So that, that's what you, that's the point we were saying earlier. When it's saying it by a punishment, so it says uh, by uh, like an, an iser, right, or by an, a punishment, then it says ani Hashem, and it means I'm trusted to punish. And when it says by a mitzvah, then it's ani Hashem, and it means I'm trusted to give rewards. So that's like these two types of things, right? Punishments and rewards. Yeah. Okay. It's maybe Tzarchi and a little bit more into that as we're saying. You know, I started looking at the Parsha there a little bit. It was really interesting. But I didn't get the time to develop my thoughts. And, yeah. yeah. Okay. So the point is, this is a bigger, bigger uh, subject of analysis to get into, um, you know, what are the different cases and are there different parameters? There are different ones. You do a search, right? Yeah, you get like, I don't know, like 20 or so in Torah, 20 or 30 of them. And Rashi's, I did it on Rashi. But, you know, some of them fit a pattern. There's a whole other class where it says, I am Hashem. I forget what it was. But there's a whole, there's like, I think there's another type. Maybe two other types. I mean, if there's, it's a bigger bigger project here to look into all the different ways and stuff. Okay, I just want to add one point. So, Rashi, at, uh, in this um, Unpasuk Lamed, when it says, that if to eat it that day, Rashi says, the Torah is not, is only, is not really, doesn't need to warn you that you have to eat it in that day because it already did so in Parshas Tzav. So the whole point here is to warn you that when the Kohen shechts it, he has to shecht it, or the Yisrael shechts it, he has to shecht it on the condition that it's going to only be eaten in this one day. And if you have a das, when you shecht it, that it's going to be eaten beyond this man, then the carpet's bottle. So if that's the case, you might say, it's not clear when Rashi says the Hashem, that it's telling you to know who makes this decree on you and don't take it lightly, you might say it's talking about, it's not clear. Is it saying, the, like the plain shot of the Pasuk is, it's saying is, don't leave it over. But the Drasha Rashi is saying is to teach you that you shouldn't have machshaba, this thought that it's going to be eaten after that's man. And that's going to apostle it. So is the Ani Hashem, where it says, Know who decrees this on you and don't take it lightly. Is you could argue that's going on the shot of the pasuk. The plain shot of the pasuk is it's telling you not to leave it over. And then everything we explained tonight, we just explained in this year, is that so Nisha is telling you that eating it after the zman is the type of thing a person might take lightly. So it's saying as Nishem, and you should know, don't take it lightly. So, um, but if you one might try to argue is that since Rashi learns. The plain shot in the pasuk, although it is the plain shot, it's not necessary for that shot, but rather it's it's repetitive, and therefore it's teaching you new then that when you shechted, you have to have this das, otherwise it will apostle the carbon. So then maybe you'll say, "Ani Hashem," it's telling you don't take that lightly, right? But maybe that's also in line with our point. Is even that's even more of a you might say personal certainly take that lightly. So look, I'm bringing carbon, giving it as a gift rasha. Expressing Thanksgiving and whatever, who cares if I have the wrong thought when I shout it? It's a difference. It doesn't matter. Ultimately, the comes a carbon. I'm giving it Hashem. What's really the difference? So, but it's not true. That's part of Machshava, is Psal and Kachim. If you have the wrong Machshava, then you're not following the system of Kachim properly and have the right thoughts, and it's going to postulate it, and all the carbons are going to be bad. So, in line with, uh, maybe you could add it on to the points you're saying, but I think it's in line with it. That whether it's talking about the plain shot of the pasuk, you have to eat it within that zman, or also, or instead saying you have to have that in mind when you shaft it, that's certainly the same psychology is going to certainly uphold here. As the person's not going to take that seriously, and he's saying is be careful. You have to be aware of that also. Okay, so I just wanted to add that point on. Okay, thanks.